everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 42. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron, joined by Camilla Ortiz. Hey, Camilla. Hello. And our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Boy, we are coming up quickly to Thanksgiving, and mm. uh, we're actually recording this on a Tuesday, so a couple days before Thanksgiving. Uh, guys, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah, Camilla, what are you doing? Um, of course, kicking things off with a turkey trot in the morning, as <laughs> is the, the tradition in our household every year. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So a normal people, like a turkey trot would be like 3K or 6K. I want to know... In the uh, Camilla household, what's a, uh-huh. what's a typical turkey trot length? Can Here's I take a, a guess? Can I Go take ahead. a guess? Go ahead. Camilla, you're going to run across the coast range and back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a 5K. We find a neighborhood 5K to do. That's all. But while most people are normal and, you know, approach it with like a, this is a for fun kind of attitude, Johnny and I are there to attempt to PR. So we are the jerks. <laughs> elbowing kids out of the way at the front with our super shoes on. I mean, it's a whole, I don't know why I have friends, to be honest. <laughs> so a pile of feathers. Uh, yeah. And then we've got a Friendsgiving that I'll be making a Mark's favorite cheesecake, lemon raspberry cheesecake oh, for. Yes. So, and my mom's Dang. empanadas. So yeah. Mm. Mm, yummy. Mm-hmm. And you good. do work the late show, right? I Just do. I'll be working that evening. Okay. Yep. Yeah, as a, as a master scheduler, Mark was starting her, I, to sweat. I, like, wait a minute, you are working, right? But we just have one show, I think, if I'm correct. We, oh no, we have brief no, morning five, show. Five and a ten, I think. Oh, we have a five and a ten. Yeah. Again, I'm the master scheduler, but I did that months ago, so I don't remember what it was. But um, we always cut back our shows in TV yeah. in the TV world for the holidays, so more people can be off. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Well, I am flying down to uh, Palm Springs to see my family with my wife. We're going on Thanksgiving Day. Hopefully, we're going to avoid the the busiest time to travel, which is the day before, I believe, and I think it's the Sunday after. If, yeah. If, uh, if our <laughs> I was I think I was listening correctly to some of the newscasts that we were running, but um, yeah. So we're going to be down there for you know about ten days or so. Actually, I'm not going to be back on air until December fifth. What? Um, How'd you let this fly, Mark? Denied. <laughs> Jeff, Sorry. you work hard. You deserve a nice yeah. long vacation. That's true. That sounds awesome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're going to be in San Diego for a little bit as well. So it'll be fun. Mark, what are you doing? We have, uh, I did the in-laws Thanksgiving last weekend, went to Reno, where there were 33 people in that family room. Wow. Um, and it's always big on that side of the family. And then my side of the family, we haven't done it for like 20 years uh, together uh, for Thanksgiving, and so we just have twelve. Oh. Very nice. So we're just doing Thanksgiving at our house, and um, and then the next two days, three days, I have nothing to do that's important, and uh, we will see. So, oh, I guess we'll we'll take down our, our fall stuff and put up our Christmas stuff probably oh, like yeah. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, Mark- if you're curious about Mark's fall stuff, go ahead and visit his Facebook page. It's, <laughs> I believe it was inspired by Nora Hart. Yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, do you guys do the full turkey and fixins all the all the things? Yes. Normally, yes. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Cool. I mean, w- like growing up, we would just have, my mom would make empanadas. We would have tabule salad and oh. uh, mashed potatoes. And that's how we would celebrate Thanksgiving. We weren't that's big a- with the turkey or ham. That sounds great. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm all about food in general. It's okay if we leave out the turkey. But yeah, I'm a turkey guy. I like yeah. to, you know, pour some gravy all over it and some mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. and. Well, that's fair. 
I gotta say, I don't, I, I'm not like a, I mean, I, I kind of expect that, you know, just the, some of the typical stuff, but, um, I know like my sisters are bringing a few different things. So I'm like, oh, that's great. Something different. Cause you know, after 50 something years of the same thing, you think, well, it'd be nice to do something different. And yeah. the in-laws one we just did actually, that was Mexican. It was all good food. Ooh, it was good. all cheese. Yeah. Po- uh, yeah. All sorts of stuff. So yeah, that was good. One thing I'm excited about is I'm bringing down a pie from Bannings in Southwest Portland. Have you guys ever been there? No. No. It's right off Barber Boulevard. Um, it's it's a it's like a a diner cafe that's been open since like the 70s, and man, they have good food. And they you walk in and there is just a carousel like spinning pies in front of your face there. Um, Sweet. So they are known for their pies. So we ordered a cherry pie. We're gonna bring it down to Southern California and. Uh, hopefully it lives up to the name. We'll have to yeah. wait and see. But can wait? Can you walk through uh, security with a pie? I hope. I, I you know, <laughs> he's my, gonna find <laughs> out. <laughs> my my uh, my mother in law used to work for American Airlines, so I feel like my wife has the security stuff pretty dialed in. And then again, <laughs> we'll have to find out. We'll know I mean, soon. In a couple, it should days. be fine. Yeah, you can bring snacks and stuff for yourself. So. Yeah, okay. shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. It, Camilla, and I should point, I think this is the right time to point out that, um, you know, we have had, was I think it was the year we had COVID, that first year of COVID 2020. I think that was the year when we just had terrible, terrible um, travel weather right at, I remember the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, the, the, uh, the freeway, Siskiyou Summit closed going over uh, Siskiyou's right. in California. Mm-hmm. I think it was that COVID year because I was thinking, oh, I'm glad, you know, we're not going anywhere this year. Uh, really snowy across the Cascades, really difficult travel. And this year, wow. I mean, we've got this system today. It's raining in the Cascades. Tomorrow's nothing. I mean, there's no wind tomorrow. There's no, it's just kind of mm-hmm. partly cloudy across the entire region. So tomorrow's travel's great. That's the big day, you know, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving itself, nothing's going on. A little wind in the gorge, no biggie. Maybe at some point later Friday, some snow in the Cascades. Maybe models are kind of in disagreement about that. Uh, Saturday looks fine, and then maybe finally more widespread snow in the mountains Sunday. Uh, but mm. the point is, going going to Grandma's house or wherever you're going, um, the next two to three days look really good. I mean, no issues anywhere. So if you're thinking about traveling, um, you're in good shape. That's yeah, nice. and to kind of break down the meteorology a little bit, that's going to be the result of a big ridge of high pressure building over the West Coast, which. By the way, it's not going to stall, as Mark alluded to. We're going to get a little bit more of a change this weekend with snow returning to the mountains, some showers and some rain uh, in the lowest elevations. Um, But boy, guys, there was a ridge that just kind of stuck in place over the West Coast, and we just endured our longest dry spell in the month of November at PDX. Um, Officially 14 (laughs) days. And, and, you know, I, I... on the morning show, I will kind of either allude to a, an upcoming possible record or I'll, you know, mention something like that. And and Tony Martinez, when I toss it over to him, says, man, it just seems like there's been a lot of records this year. And yeah. they're, they kind of have. I mean, we've kind of had an interesting year in weather. Did you see that graphic I made yesterday, Jeff? Did you see yes, it? It was like the whole I year. Did. Yeah, oh, boy, that, that was, was nice. A, that was a real pain. Yeah, so um, wait. It's just the way they had it set up. Talk was about that, it a little bit. Was that, yeah, was well, that the one where you were looking at colder than average, warmer than average across the year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did I tweet it out? I may have. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, uh, it was because I had to do each month and just the way, uh, now it sounds like I'm just a big whiner, but it, it did take me half an hour to do that thing, which now the next person that does it, it'll be easy. But um, yeah, it just shows, you know, we, we were, I think, near average for rain and, and weather uh, until April, then April, May, really wet and cool, and then mm-hmm. blazing hot. July, August, September, October, or blazing warm, I guess it would be in October. 
uh, and then suddenly very wet, and then suddenly very dry. There's real up and down sort of stuff for this year, which made makes it kind of odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but like you know that long dry spell coupled with that really gusty, dry, and persistent east wind, that really you know that our, our vegetation turned pretty dry very quickly, and it led to some of those burn piles in the coast range getting out of control, some of the controlled burns and things like that, and all of a sudden. Friday into Saturday this past week, we had some fires getting out of control. We had the Tillamook fire, Tillamook head fire, which was burning between Cannon Beach and Seaside right around E. Cola State Park. Um, that was contained pretty quickly, though, I think in about 12 to 24 hours. But then we had some fires burning, which are probably still burning in the coast range because they tend to just smolder at this point after we get rain. But, mm-hmm. um, man, they were there was one day, I think it was, yeah, it was Friday into Saturday where we just had smoke pouring down into, like, the northern edge of Seaside, Gerhardt, I bet Warrington had some smoke. Um, I, there aren't many air quality sensors out there, but I saw at one point that the air quality was, like, very unhealthy in Gerhardt. And, I mean, it's, like, mid to late November we're seeing that kind of stuff. It was just – it was not good. Yeah. Pretty unusual. I can I can only think of one other time in the last 10 years where we had uh, a fire burning somewhere – over west of the Cascades in the cold season, and that was um, we had a mid-January. It was either 2015 or 2016. We had a pretty mild winter, and sure enough, as I recall, it was a long period of high pressure. So people think, how can you have a fire when it's cold? I mean, think about though those fires in Colorado. I think twice in the last few years we've mm-hmm. seen fires in like November, and then snow comes the next day. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as cold air. I mean, cold air holds less moisture than warm air. Right. So if you have a, a, a dry period. The fuels can dry out pretty quickly, and those fuels that are left. Did you notice? I think, if I'm correct, all these fires we had around the area, the uh, the, the uh, little fires here and there that you were just talking about, all of those were in areas that were logged. And after this isn't a statement, opinion about logging operations, but um, after companies log, they leave all the slash, all the you know leftover stuff. And, and part of the reason for that is it's habitat for small animals, and it decomposes, and you know instead of burning it. So a lot of times those logged over areas have a lot of fuels sitting there and they're sitting out in the open in a dry east wind that can dry out the fuel. So, um, yeah, most of those, I think maybe all were slash burns where they had burned a little bit, but then it got out of control, you know, many days or weeks later. Well, and it's tricky, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that you're trying to time out these burns, right? If you have stuff you need to burn, you're looking yeah. for a dry window, but it's typically not that long of a dry window with that strong right. east wind. Yeah, it's, it's going to be dry for two. Yeah, it's, it's not a garage door window like we just had in November. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> a what? Yeah, I'm just joking. It wasn't. Okay. Uh, windows <laughs> are usually smaller. Is what I, that was bad. Yes, yeah, that, that didn't make. No, that was good. I'm like, what? No, Jeff, my, I knew exactly what that you was meant. Good. That was great. The big door. You're saying it's a normal window, not the big. It's the man. It's the person door, not the uh, big big door that your car goes through. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, that took way too now, long. Now, Mark totally point. ruined it. Everybody knew yep. what it was except Mark, and then Mark, <laughs> Mark like, just doubled down. By the way, I was just checking. So um, consecutive dry day spells for every year, for every month of the year. November did have the least. We had low-hanging fruit to break that record. It was 13 days, so 13 consecutive dry days. We never had more than 13. Uh, but December's record is 23, and uh, January is 17, and so is February 17. Oh. So. Um, I remember the January, uh, the December, of the 23 days dry. That is not hard to believe. So only seven days had measurable rain. That was in '85. Mm. We had a huge ridge over us the whole month, hmm. yeah. most of the month. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. So but we see the showers coming back, which is good news, right? It's rainy right. today. It's Tuesday. 
yeah, somebody asked me, like, are are those fires still going to be burning? And, yeah, they probably will be here and there on a small scale, but th- the pattern is much more favorable. Onshore, more clouds, higher humidity, rain at times, mountain snow, of course. And um, that kind of leads into the next subject, which I know a lot of people have been talking about La Nina and, you know, what what does that mean for our winter and things like that. Boy, I think all three of us have been looking ahead to next week and you know the perfect pattern is when a big high pressure system instead of parking itself over the west coast it retrogrades or it builds over the pacific ocean and what that does is it allows colder air to dump in from the gulf of alaska from canada and it seems like we're going to be entering that kind of pattern which is more typical this is kind of like your your typical la nina pattern that you want to see if you're a snow lover um and it looks like that's going to start to happen you'll probably notice when you look at the seven-day forecast, things start to cool down toward the end of the weekend into early next week. That means lower snow levels. Um, and uh, things could get interesting next week, guys. I think so. And I, I just did the forecast. And uh, and we also watch our app because our app actually goes out three days beyond. Uh, the 10-day forecast goes three days beyond our seven-day forecast that we have on TV. Mm. Um, and as of this moment, either on our seven-day forecast we use on TV and on our app, I'm sorry, our, our actual, you know, the, the pretty colored seven-day that we use. Uh, neither that or our 10-day app has snow in it for the lowlands. That said, there's several opportunities. Um, I was looking at, well, Sunday, Monday, it's a cold trough that drops in, but it appears that we have onshore flow, um, and there's no sign of dry Arctic air to come in from the north. That's That would be the key, you know, to get guaranteed showers. So, yeah, I could see next Monday. Right now, I'm thinking, honestly, like next Monday, okay, snow mixed in the hills like we just had back in early November. That could happen again. I live at a thousand feet. I could see me getting a little bit, maybe, maybe Monday morning, maybe. Uh, although then things are kind of petering out. Tuesday, dryish, but they, uh, another wave comes down. It's like every other day, a little wave is coming down from the northwest. So later Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, there's so many questions. Like depending on which model run you look at, will that uh, low pressure area move far enough offshore that we don't get much moisture? Or does it get close to us and actually spins up southerly wind ahead of it, which eliminates the chance for lowland snow? Right now, I noticed just looking from 24 hours ago to the maps right now, there's definitely a trend to keep the really cold, dry Arctic air farther north and away from us, mm-hmm. which makes for a far more marginal, like, okay, this might be close to snow. Whereas yesterday, I was seeing some stuff like, oh boy, we could have cold air locked in here. So we will see either way. I think it's going to be a, a lot more tricky forecasting for the week after Thanksgiving. You know, the week that Jeff is on vacation. <laughs> of course. Well, we're, we're seven to ten days out. There's still so much uncertainty just to kind of like echo what Mark is saying. We we look at the pattern. We see that in, the initial pattern is what you want to see for lowland snow. Um, mm-hmm. But you need like other things to come into place in order for yes. it to pan out. So. Everything would have to move into the right place. And let me tell you this, folks. I compare this to like, oh, like in 2008 before we had two weeks of ice and snow. I mean, we clearly saw a, a locked in high pressure moving offshore, big northerly flow. It's going to get cold. We just mm. didn't know how much moisture there would be with it. This is more like, well, there's troughs coming down. But like I said, if the whole thing digs what we call digs farther offshore, the upper level trough, we're not going to get snow because then it's uh, you, you just get onshore flow and and things are kind of weak too. The other thing we've seen a lot of in the last few weeks, and we'll see if this comes into play next week, is a splittiness, what I just kind of call splittiness, where troughs come down, but they're not like, I don't know how to describe it, fully formed. I just know it when I see it on the maps. Like things are kind of splitting apart. Some action goes into California. Mm -hmm. When I start seeing that, it's like, oh, okay, don't get too excited yet. 
So we'll see if we get that splitty type flow next week Split as well. I've seen hints of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't mean. Yeah. Cause it just has a look where I'm. It's just not fully like all one piece coming down into the northwest, and you see action going offshore, kind of mixed in, and you go. I it's just a weird uh, setup I've seen before where then then we just get really weak systems coming in, which doesn't help if you want snow. You want like good, powerful stuff to just come right in through here. You know what that reminds me of when I see that on the on the jet stream that like split stuff? It yeah. reminds me mm-hmm. of a lava lamp and you have like a blob coming down, but then it splits. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it yeah, looks like. That's fair. I think that's, hmm. I mean, it's a fluid. We're doing, I mean, you, you, we got to remember, we all know this, but viewers too got to remember the atmosphere really is just a fluid. I mean, stuff is just moving around and yep. pulling apart, coming together. Yeah. Just Good scale. stuff, huh? Yeah. You know, oh, um, yeah. you guys are listening at home or maybe in your vehicles, um, listening on your way to work or something like that. Um, what you're hearing Mark talk about is called pattern recognition. That's, decades of forecasting experience when somebody can <laughs> look at well i'm serious though i mean i'm, I'm half joking but at the same time i'm serious like when when mark looks at the models he and he sees these things like these little ripples in the upper level pattern 10 days out or seven days out mark has been doing this for years he sees something and like i mean it he doesn't know exactly how it's going to play out but mm-hmm. um but pay attention to those little details that he that he uh that he includes in his weather nerd talk because it's you important. know uh, the other thing is, I noticed when I was doing the what we call the 50 millibar temps, the hardcore geeks, some of them are listening. Um, I didn't see anything extremely cold next, uh, at least through next Wednesday. So that's uh, what right. eight, eight days out. I think I saw minus six briefly at one point. We really want, if there's going to be onshore flow or flat flow, there's, there's no contribution from the dry Arctic air shifting down from the north. If that's not going to happen, we don't get the dry Arctic air. It's got to be at least minus six, minus seven before you even think about getting snow to stick at the lowest elevations most of the time. Yeah, there's and there are obviously there are times when that can, you know, it can be borderline. For instance, when we have like late night, early morning temperatures, quick clearing, maybe. And then another round of showers comes in. We can drop to maybe like 35. We can get borderline mixed showers near sea level. Mark, we also in November, you know, the last precip. Yeah, yeah, you can get a heavy. Yeah, whether it's convective where we get like a quick little heavy shower that can lower the snow level locally. Things like that can happen in this kind of setup, but for the perfect widespread heavy snow, we're not quite seeing it yet. We need to yeah, get that's good. colder air. I totally agree. Not yet, but the pattern could change. I mean, the pattern could be set, right? The point is we're going from two weeks of like, eh, boring weather to like, oh, there might be some action here in the next week. You know what else is interesting? Hmm. Um, with this pattern shift for probably all of next week, maybe through the first week of December, um, no, no models show a stormy westerly flow pattern, which is interesting as well, which is kind of a La Nina signature too. We don't see, you know, deep lows coming at us from the west and the southwest. Yeah. We're not seeing any kind of like Columbus Day storm type of pattern. No, not at all. We don't even see a Pineapple Express sort of setup. Pineapple Express, rivers. yeah. Well, it's just good those, for the, yeah. that's good for the ski resorts. We do not want to see a Pineapple Express. True. Well, yeah, yeah. And that actually, that's what I was going to ask is, you know, we know there's yeah, maybe a slight chance of some lowland snow. It's been a few days since I looked at the models since I've been off the last couple of days. But um, it was looking like maybe Sunday then the ski resorts could start to get some snow. It just seems like yes. we got a little bit of a tease up there with Timberline opening for a few days. And it was like, womp, womp. No more snow. <laughs> Breaking know? news. Breaking yeah. news. Ski Bowl is going to open their tubing on Friday. Oh, because they can make snow. They can make snow, I think, with temperatures in the 50s. They have, they, you know, they make the snow inside this little semi, okay? And then it shoots out the snow as opposed to regular snow making on ski slopes where it's got to be, you know, a certain temperature to get, you know, to make the snow happen out of the nozzle. 
um, they actually make the snow. It goes through something inside this, you know, chilled area. Then it shoots. When the snow is all finished inside, it shoots out of the truck. That's pretty cool. Did you guys know that? Yeah, we have to go no, up there I, and do a story again. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about that process. Yeah, yeah that's so, kind of um, cool. I'm, I'm so a visual learner. I need I need to see it visually. <laughs> yeah, um, basically the action's going on inside the semi, the little uh, the little conveyor belt with little people um, running the snow. Th- no, I don't know. But I mean, if it's too, if, but if it's too warm up there, wouldn't it still, I mean, melt? Yeah, but they make a, the pile goes on, you know, twenty four seven. That thing is running, so the pile just keeps oh. getting bigger and bigger. And they, you know, if it's only, I mean, this time of the year, the warmest it's going to be is forty five. So right, short yeah. daytime. So yeah, the pile gets a little hard, and they, but they move it around, and it's good enough for sledding. Oh. So they're opening. Mount Hood Meadow says they will not open this weekend. Hopefully next week, which seems like pretty likely that could happen. And I think Timberline does, as far as I'm aware, does not plan to open this this weekend. Yeah. So. so. So All bottom right. line is we have some really nice weather as we head into Thanksgiving time. Your you know, travel day Wednesday, if you're going to be driving across the state or up in Washington, you should be in pretty good shape. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely keep an eye on the weather pattern. As Mark mentioned a little while ago, we have our brand-new Fox 12 weather app. All you need to do is search in your app store Fox 12 weather. Um, it's really handy. We get in there. We adjust the forecast. It's not, you know um, – just a computer model spitting out data and then you're like wait why is there a snowflake next week is there really going to be snow you're not going to have to worry about that we go in there and we adjust it multiple times a day you also can utilize the radar feature in there if you're looking for a weather app that you know you can track you know showers or mountain snow on this is a good one um and it also gives you alerts in case we have like heavy rain or maybe lightning in the area. It's pretty cool. So Fox 12 weather, yeah, all you have to do is search Fox 12 weather. Um, but yeah, things are going to get interesting. I think next week we're going to keep a close eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it from afar. Um, you know, it was good chatting from with afar. you guys. <laughs> from it's the hard resort to, by the pool. It, hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. What's hey, the, hey. Actually, what is the weather going to be like where you're going to be at, Jeff? How warm? Make us jealous. <sighs> mm-hmm. Lots of 70s, guys. Wow. Lots of 70s, yeah. Um, but I won't be at a resort. I'm seeing family. It's, this is just, you know, going back, uh-huh. things like that. So anyways, um, but I'll be I'll be keeping an eye. It's hard to turn off the weather completely. Wait, you said you told me as of 24 hours ago, you said you were going to try to turn off things that while well, you're gone. But now that you see this pattern, you just can't turn off that phone, can you? Oh, he'll be on Twitter. You know he's going to be <sighs> oh, tweeting yeah. the snow levels out, Mark. He if sure Twitter, is. If Twitter's still around, guys. Oh, yeah. oh, stop it. That's a joke. No, seriously, <laughs> though, it's it's hard when we if, – if the pattern was going to be like this week, then I would have no problem turning off. But, like, man, if if we get lowland snow while I'm gone, I am going to be so mad. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> well, um, luckily so. you're just a two-hour flight away, so you can come right That's on true. back when you see that snow coming. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. tell your family, SOS, got to go. Lowland snow is happening. There you go. Cut the trip hey. early. Hey, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Have um, a safe trip, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good to get on here for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Hopefully, in a couple weeks' time, we'll be back on here bringing you the latest regarding our forecasts and our conditions here in the Pacific Northwest. But until then, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We can't allow any further delay. So stop. You're waiting and hesitating and tell us, please tell us.